Safety Net Studio presents. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Wait till they get a load of me. I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Batman. I am the father. I am Optimus Prime. My name is Bob. James Bob. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! You shall not pass! Here's Johnny! Some men just want to watch the world burn. I'm only human, Harry! Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it! Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today you must make a choice with M. Night Shyamalan's Knock at the Cabin. Your family must choose to willingly sacrifice one of the three of you to prevent the apocalypse. We're not sacrificing anyone. For every no you give us, hundreds of thousands of people are going to die. It's really happening. Speed close your eyes. Will you make a choice? You have to somehow trust us. We're normal people just like you. It doesn't matter. None of us believe you. We will never choose anyone. I will ask for the last time. Will you make a choice? While vacationing, a girl and her parents are taken hostage by armed strangers who demand that the family make a choice to avert the apocalypse. Written by the team of Steve Desmond, Michael Sherman, and M. Night Shyamalan, and directed by M. Night Shyamalan, Knock at the Cabin stars Dave Bautista as Leonard, Jonathan Groff as Eric, Rupert Grint as Redman, Nikki Amuka Bird as Sabrina, Ben Aldridge as Andrew, Abby Quinn as Adrian, and Kristen Kui as Wen. There's a simple nuance to an M. Night movie. You sit and you wait for the twist while actively trying to sort out who isn't who they seem and why. And that little bit of detective work watching a movie is probably why I was so excited to go and see this film. The trailers did give away a ton, but that didn't stop me from rushing to the theater opening weekend only to report back here today for you. The story itself is a pretty interesting one to me. A family who is staying at a remote cabin, and of course they don't have cell service, is approached by four strangers only to ask them to make the unthinkable choice. The movie is almost entirely shot in and around the small cabin, with the exception of a few flashbacks, which can give off a little bit of a claustrophobia vibe. The apocalypse portion of the film is handled quite interestingly. However, there is a subplot that gets tacked into it that doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Acting-wise, this movie is pretty well done. Jonathan Groff shows a ton of emotion, as does Ben Aldridge, but I am about to say a phrase that I never, ever thought that I would ever say. The best actor in this film, by far, was Dave Bautista. Yes! I have single-handedly vanquish the beast <laughs> Batista shows a ton of depth range and emotion in his real first serious dramatic role for a man that has been typecast as the big strong dumb guy this movie shows that Batista should be in discussion for a lot more serious roles overall I really did enjoy this movie it's 100 minute runtime means you're not sitting through unnecessary plot builds or character development that we don't need as this movie is pretty straightforward it's also an M night film which means that you may want to sit through it again just to see if you missed anything. I myself cannot wait to see it again just to watch the backgrounds on one particular point. I give Knock at the Cabin a B. 
Well, the polar vortex is over and the weather is looking good, so why shouldn't you look good too? Nick and the team over at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are always welcome or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with the bombshell that James Gunn launched last week. During a recent statement, James Gunn did announce his plans for the upcoming DC Slate. Gunn mentioned that the plan is to go from Shazam! Fury of the Gods, to The Flash, to Blue Beetle, to Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, to a new Superman film that he is writing, which will be called Superman Legacy. Superman Legacy is expected out on July 11th of 2025, and will mark the first film to be released under James Gunn and Peter Safran's leadership. James Gunn also confirmed that The Batman Part 2 will also release in 2025. I'm vengeance. On October 3rd, Superman Legacy will be kicking off what James Gunn is referring to Chapter 1, Gods and Monsters, and will be followed up by Batman the Brave and the Bold, which will see Bruce Wayne fighting alongside his son Damian Wayne, who will be playing Robin. The Brave and the Bold will be followed up by Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, which will presumably star The Flash's Sasha Kelly. The next plan will be the Green Lantern Justice series titled Lanterns, which will be an HBO Max series teaming Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart as intergalactic cops in what Gunn described as a true detective style series. The next project will be called Paradise Lost, which is a Wonder Woman prequel series, which is about the Amazons pre-Diana. Gunn also announced films based on The Swamp Thing, as well as The Authority, which features characters from the Wildstorm imprint. Other projects include Creature Commandos, a seven-episode animated show in which Amanda Waller creates a black op teams out of monstrous prisoners. Waller, starring Viola Davis, featuring Team Peacemaker, and will be written by Crystal Henry and Jeremy Carver. And Booster Gold, who uses basic technology from the future to pretend to be a superhero in present day. No casting was announced, but for the time being, it's expected that Jason Momoa's Aquaman, Zachary Levi's Shazam, and Ezra Miller's The Flash are all still a part of the new DC universe. Tweeting a few days later, James Gunn did confirm the comics that he's basing his upcoming projects on. The comics that Gunn shared include All-Star Superman by Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely, Batman by Grant Morrison, a run which introduced readers to Damian Wayne, The Authority Omnibus by Warren Ellis, and Absolute Swamp Thing by Alan Moore. Gunn also confirmed that any projects outside of the Gods and Monsters storyline will be a part of DC Elseworlds. The projects currently part of DC Elseworlds will be Matt Reeves' The Batman, Todd Phillips' The Joker, and the animated Teen Titans Go series. In other upcoming projects, Deadline is reporting that New Line Cinema has spent $38 million to secure barbarian writer and director Zach Kreger's next project, which is titled Weapons, nearly beating out Jordan Peele. The $38 million includes the $5 million Kreger will be getting for writing and directing the film, as well as a second $5 million that he'll be getting for producing it alongside Vertigo's Roy Lee and Miri Yoon. According to the report, Peel's bid came up $7 million short of New Lines, but that Peel was willing to give up part of his contractual back end in order to sweeten the deal. As of now, no plot details or release date has been set for the upcoming film. In casting news, it was announced that Jude Law and Nicholas Holt have both signed on to star in the true crime domestic terrorism thriller titled The Order, which is set to be directed by Justin Kruzel from a screenplay written by Zach Balin. The film has the following synopsis. In 1983, a series of increasingly violent bank robberies, counterfeiting operations, and armored car heists frightened communities throughout the Pacific Northwest. As baffled law enforcement agents scrambled for answers, a lone FBI agent, played by Jude Law, stationed in the sleepy, picturesque town of Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, came to believe that crimes were not the work of traditional financially motivated criminals, but a group of dangerous domestic terrorists. Inspired by a radical, charismatic leader, played by Holt, plotting a devastating war against the federal government of the United 
United States. The order will be filming over in Alberta. In other upcoming projects, it was announced that Billy Summers, written by Stephen King, will be adapted into a feature film, with Leonardo DiCaprio's company Appian Way producing alongside J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot. Deadline's report states that depending on how well development of the project goes, Abrams could end up directing the film with DiCaprio starring. In the book, Billy Summers is a hitman who is looking to retire and takes one last highly lucrative job to feather his nest. The job requires him to embed himself in a quiet town where he pretends to be an aspiring writer and actually pours himself into the prose. He sets up in an office with a direct view of where hitman Joel Allen will be delivered to face trial for shooting two men during a poker game. Allen has also committed enough murders for some high-level mobsters to be scared the gunman will incriminate his former employers in order to lessen his sentence. Summers, a meticulous craftsman, becomes more and more cynical about the mobsters who've hired him, and his skepticism is well warranted as things go awry following the job's completion. Meanwhile, on the small screen... Netflix has started to roll out their plan in order to cut down on password sharing. According to the site, Netflix accounts will still be shareable, but only within one household. To ensure that your devices are associated with your primary location, Netflix is now asking users to connect to the Wi-Fi at your primary location, open the Netflix app or website, and watch something at least once every 31 days. The site went on to say that signing into Netflix outside of your home may lead to the device in use being blocked from Netflix. This could prevent you from signing into new devices while traveling, but Netflix has devised a work around. Traveling users who want to use Netflix on a hotel, smart TV, company, laptop, etc. can request a temporary code from the service when signing in. This will give them access to their account for seven consecutive days. The plan is expected to roll out at the beginning of March. Netflix also announced this week that the 90s show will be receiving a season two on Netflix, bringing 16 more episodes of Teenage Exploration, Nosy Neighbors, and Smoking Circles to the streamer. That 90s show followed Leia Foreman, daughter of Eric and Donna Foreman, who is desperate for some adventures in her life, or at least a best friend who isn't her dad. When she arrives in Point Place to visit her grandparents, Red and Kitty, Leia finds what she's looking for right next door when she meets the dynamic and rebellious Gwen. As someone who's watched that 90s show, I will tell you it is worth a watch. However, it does not hold up to the love of that 70s show. Well, I guess the truth hurts. So does a swift kick in the ass. (laughs) Meanwhile, over at Apple project is in development right now that has a chance to star Tom Hardy and Zazie Beetz, which is a serial killer drama series titled Lazarus. According to Deadline, the project is nearing development, but hasn't quite been set in stone. The project is based on the Juna Lina book series by Lars Kepler and has the following synopsis. In the series, an emaciated young man is found wandering along a train track. Thirteen years later, he and his sister went missing, presumed victims of the notorious serial killer Jurek Walter. To find the sister, police detective Saga Brewer must go undercover in the maximum security psychiatric hospital where Jurek Walter has been kept since his arrest years ago. If and when Hardy and Beats join the project, Hardy would be playing Jurek Walter Walter, and Beats would be playing Inspector Saga Bauer. Over at Showtime, it was confirmed that Dexter New Blood has officially been cancelled. However, there is a possibility that Showtime will move forward with a Dexter prequel instead. The potential prequel series would be centered on a young version of Dexter. And while we did see a number of flashbacks to Dexter's younger years in the main series, Showtime clearly believes that there could be more story to tell. Over at Paramount Plus, Taylor Sheridan has confirmed that 1923, starring Harrison Ford and Dame Helen Mirren, will be receiving a second season. Paramount Plus also announced that a new series titled The Family Stallone is set to be released on the streaming service, which will focus on Sly, his real-life wife Jennifer Flavin Stallone, and their daughters Sophia, Sistine, and Scarlett. I'm very happy about that. Why? 
Well, it's only about 10 minutes from my house. The eight-part docuseries is promising to offer a seat at the table to one of Hollywood's most famous families as they show how the legendary action star and Oscar winner is simply dad at home. And finally, we end on a few pieces of just interesting information. Marvel is going all out in promoting Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania as they are releasing a fictional book written by Scott Lang, a.k.a. Paul Rudd, as a part of the campaign. The memoir, which is titled Look Out for the Little Guy, is based on the one that will be featured in the upcoming movie. In a promo for the book, Paul Rudd pitches it as only Paul Rudd could. Now, Scott is many things. Former convict, a dad, an adventure. But he's also a best-selling author. And now you can purchase my, his, very real book, Look Out for the Little Guy. That's right. This once movie prop is now an actual real-life book you can purchase wherever books are sold. How's that for meta? In this new book, I'm almost certain was not written by me, we pull back the curtain and uncover the man behind Ant-Man, Scott Lang. Who is he? What's he like? Why does he look so much like me? It's a tale as old as time that's so good it practically reads itself. Last night on National Geographic and Hulu, Titanic 25 years later with James Cameron premiered, and it finally settled the debate. Following one particular scenario, James Cameron did confirm that both Rose and Jack could have fit on the door but would have been submerged in dangerous levels of freezing water. However, in one scenario, Rose gives her life jacket to Jack. Just enough for this lady. We'll push it under. Let me try at least. Or I'll die soon. We'll die sooner if you come any closer. Yes. Yes. I see. Good luck to you then. As that scenario plays out, Cameron does confirm that it is possible that Jack might have lived, but there are a number of different variables. If you want to check out Titanic 25 years later with James Cameron yourself, it is currently streaming on Hulu. And finally, I'm only throwing this in for Tyler Carr, a new trailer was released for an upcoming fake film via Saturday Night Live. Considering the host was The Last of Us's Pedro Pascal, it's only fitting that a new series trailer was released for the upcoming HBO series Mario Kart. It's been 10 years since our kingdom fell. The only thing we have left? Hope. I have important cargo I need smuggled to Rainbow Road. People say you used to drive? People say a lot of things. You got a name? It's a me. Mario. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, there is nothing more flawed and perfect in this world than our family. <laughs> <laughs>